Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Yeah, so San Jose in control up 2-0 on the Predators after the first period. And the NBA playoff game tonight, Oklahoma City just crushing the Spurs 84-59 with three minutes left in the third quarter. The Western Hockey League final continues tomorrow in Seattle. Brandon is up three games to one on Seattle. Reed Wilkins with you. Thanks a lot for tuning in. FC Edmonton, tough loss last night in uh, the first leg of their Amway Canadian Championship Series against Ottawa. 3-0, Ottawa took it at Clark. They play next Wednesday in Ottawa. It's a total goal series, so uh, clearly FC Edmonton at a huge disadvantage. They have a league game, NASL, Sunday at 2 p.m. at Clark against the New York Cosmos. Reed Wilkins with you inside sports on 6.30. Chet Matthew Panashik on the other side of the window. Matthew, how do people go back and listen to stuff they missed or want to hear again on Inside Sports? Well, they go to the, simply go to 630ched.com and then uh, go on pages and click on Inside Sports. And there you'll find our archives of interviews from the past hours of Inside Sports. All right. So you're going to get J-Rock up there? Yep. Doing it right now. Doing it right now. All right. And, uh, I'm going to throw up uh, just, the, uh, just the Jonathan Torrens interview on uh, the 630ched Facebook page as well. And I'll uh, tweet out a link. I'm just going to have to take a break from doing it, though, so I can concentrate on hosting the show. <laughs> it's going to Facebook. I'm uh, just checking my spelling. It's going on Facebook right now. Uh, great to have Jonathan on the show. Something a little different. Huge Edmonton Oilers fan. Started cheering for them. Well, he's 43, so, you know, a kid through the 80s when they were when they were uh, winning all the time. What did he say? He loved Andy Moog, and then he loved Dave Semenko. Pretty cool. Uh, but he told some great stories about from, from his uh, acting career. I really love this one about being recognized in, in public. Uh, but mostly I get recognized as people I'm not. One of my favorites was <laughs> I was in the air <laughs> buying a pack of gum, and the woman said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it's you. I said, well, yeah, it's me. She said, can I ask you something? Sure, anything. What's it like to be on Coronation Street? <laughs> I get recognized as, swear to God, Matt Sundin, <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland, anyone blonde over 20. The guy from Saved by the Bell. My own kid rec- recognized me when she was watching Ellen. Well, hold on. As Ellen? <laughs> yeah. Not a she guest. Was watching Ellen. Daddy's Ellen. on TV. Daddy's on TV. I ran in the room. She's watching Ellen. I, I, don't, know, I don't know if that says more about you or more about Ellen. but <laughs> Well, she's not long. <laughs> She was 15, my daughter, so that's cause for concern. All right. 
<laughs> I I enjoy that. His, his own kid thought that he was uh, Ellen on on TV. I don't know if she was actually 15 at the time. I think he was joking. Uh, well, that was uh, that was cool. Trailer Park Boys. So he has left Trailer Park Boys. Uh, Matthew, I'm not going to pretend to be a Trailer Park Boys uh, expert. I, I have I have seen it, but I'm not I'm not somebody that's watched every episode or anything like that. Can they can they have? Uh, did I call you Kellen again? I just called you Kellen. You're Matthew. I didn't hear that. I just so randomly I just... pick a name. Is it possible to have uh, the Trailer Park Boys without J Rock? Will the show still work? San Jose makes it three nothing. By the way, jeez, shame for San, shame for Nashville. Anyway, uh, yeah, it would. Uh, I think it would still work. It'd be difficult without him because, well, I don't really, I, I'm watching the new shows on Netflix. I've seen episodes in the past. So you and, watched when it was yeah. on television yeah. and then they came back on Netflix, right? Yes. I don't have Netflix. There you go. Which is crazy, right? <laughs> but yeah, it would still work, I think. All right. Well, he's had a pretty interesting career. And uh, I mean, look at the stuff he's done. And clearly a very, uh, he talked about it at the end, a very self-motivated individual who, I asked him about getting breaks. I think, fair to say, he has made his own breaks, right? By not just acting and performing, but you know, writing, producing, and getting his name out there, and, and grinding away, and, and keeping on working hard at things there. So, a pretty cool thing. And he, I thought that was interesting at the end of the interview, Matt. He said the the biggest change to his his medium of of being in film and television is that it's something. Quite frankly, people can do on their phones now. No, no, he did say maybe you can't do it well. Just because you can shoot a movie on your phone doesn't mean you're going to do it in a way that's entertaining or, or captivating to other people. But he said, hey, if you're somebody you want to get into that, just just start doing it. You now have the technology in your pocket, you know, or, or you don't have to go out and buy a $20,000 video camera or movie camera anymore, right? You can go out and do it. You can make your own movie. If you were going to make a movie, Matthew, what would it be about? Oh, it, for me, it'd probably be a sports movie. Me being a star NFL quarterback. So you, 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 you would cast yourself. Yes. Now, would you be would you be Matthew Panasic as Matthew Panasic, or would you give your character a name? You know, like like Dirk Starboard. I think I keep myself you know. as Matt Panassi yeah, just, just to just, just to say, hey, I'm a star quarterback. Film. So it's just a total. I'm gonna, you know, just gonna glorify myself type movie. Speaking of movies, I made a movie back in uh, a short film. Uh oh. Back in drama class in grade nine, we got in trouble for. <laughs> okay, we got, hold we got on, in trouble. Hold on. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. You know, I'm gonna just hit the safe <laughs> button here. Are you sure you want to tell the story to the 14 people listening? Well, yeah. I mean, we got in trouble for it because, you know, there was a little bit of a nudity in it. But anyway, <laughs> it, just by accident, my my I my behind be showed. My behind oh, showed my by God. accident. So the drama teacher yelled at us in front of everybody for <laughs> making her watch Why that. didn't you edit it out? Well, we kind of just left it in because we thought it was funny parts. So... You know, great. Now you're a little immature, so you just leave things in that you should have probably left out. Anyway, we, we got an okay mark on what it. What was the premise of the film? If I Had No Loot, it was called. If I Had What? If I Had No Loot. If I Had No Loot. There was a song called If I Had No Loot, so we were like, well, we got to make that the movie. Oh, okay. So it was about this gangster that came over to my house, and yeah, it was, it was quite the movie. 
And at some point, your posterior was revealed unintentionally. Yeah, unintentionally. Did, did, did you just think about reshooting the scene? Well, yeah, because I was singing Sunshine of Your Life in the shower. I was singing in this thing. So it you was have awful. a full nude scene in the film. It wasn't like your pants accidentally came no, down. No, I just, it's the movie camera came down a little bit too far anyway. So, yeah. Was, well, there you have it, everybody. That's yeah. what you've learned tonight. I, w- I wonder where that film Matthew is. Matthew Panaschik, like to watch it. nude actor at the age of 15. That's just incredibly awkward, buddy. Yes, it is. Don't picture it out there. Oh. You can text 630-630-780-496-0063. Jake says, I remember Jonathan Torrance from his days on Street Sense. And uh, Rob has declared himself the 15th listener on Inside Sports. That's great. I'm just doing anything to, I'm just doing anything to change the topic right now. Hey, that dog has a puffy tail. Little Homer Simpson for you. Okay, um, we still ahead. We got Matt Salmon from the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So, if you were to make a movie, I just want to finish this topic here. We got a little bit derailed with the previous movie you made. Um, I, I find I, what you described is a, it's a bit of a vanity project. It's a little narcissistic. You're going to cast yourself as a star NFL quarterback. Sure. Now, and would you have trials and tribulations to overcome? Or oh, would yeah. Be, okay. It'd be like a Michael Jordan type, you know, get cut, get cut, get cut, and all of a sudden well, okay, somebody gets you. First of all, first of all, now you've, now you, the Michael Jordan getting cut story is twisted and exaggerated. <laughs> you know that, right? Yeah, it is a little okay, bit. Okay, Michael Jordan was not cut, cut from his high school basketball team. There's a, there was the senior team, the, like the varsity team, and then the junior team. And the varsity team was almost all 12th grade players. Occasionally, a grade 11 might make it, right? But usually, you didn't get on that team till you were in grade 12. So when he's in grade 10, 11, he had to take his rightful place on the, on the junior team. And then he made the varsity team as grade 12. Michael Jordan never had a year in high school where he was flat out cut from his team and didn't make it. That, that was uh, totally a, a exaggerated. Okay. Now that I've clarified that because that really irritates me once I actually found that out. Uh, all right. So you're you're a quarterback and you're Matthew Panache. By the way, you would I think for the believability, you'd have to get a little fitter. Oh, I I hundred percent. I'd have to really really hit the hit the treadmill and hit the uh, weight room to make sure that I you know I can't throw the ball that far. There'd have to be somebody else throwing the ball for well, me. Sure, there'd be there'd a be... stunt man coming in for that. <laughs> All right. I'd have to pay somebody to throw the ball because I can, I can throw a good spiral read, but I just can't throw it that far. Would you have a love interest, and who would play the love interest? The love interest. And please don't say somebody that works at Chad. That's oh. just going to make it really creepy. <laughs> like, no, you know, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You have to have somebody next to you. I know, like, don't uh, say Eileen Bell or you know somebody <laughs> like that. Because that would just make it super awkward. No, I, I don't know who'd play it, but there'd like, be some. Like to me, it's enough of it's it's, it's enough. Of, <laughs> here's the thing: if I were if I were to make a film, I probably wouldn't cast myself in it. I'd be happy enough writing and directing it. But you want to write, direct, and star? You betcha, buddy. You okay. betcha. I want the whole deal. I want the full meal, buddy. See, I don't I don't think I I don't think I don't think I'd be believable as in the lead role. In a, in a movie, I might be able to play the the the, the quirky best friend, you know, a five eight quarterback or, making it, or a, I I could or I could be like just in the background. 
Anyway, all right, so it's you. We have to flesh out this plot now. It's 3 nothing San Jose, by the way. This game's another blowout. Yes, it is. Um, so you're the star. You're the NFL quarterback. You face some trial and tribulations. You have to recover your career. So it's a, yep. it's a, it's a story of redemption. One last shot at glory. Exactly. Okay. Blowing the knee out probably or something like that, right? You're blowing your knee out or blowing your arm out or something like that, coming off that surgery. And, yeah. You've you've got you've gone through a lot to get there. You were you weren't very good in high school, but you know it, 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 when you were getting older, as you, as you got older, the better you got. And finally, finally in college, you've you've kind of made it. And you weren't really drafted though, and so you try out for like five to ten teams. And finally, some coach they just decided to take a flyer on you, and bang, the starting quarterback goes down like Tom Brady, and boom, you're in there. You win a Super Bowl championship. You get the woman at the end of the movie. It's beautiful. <laughs> See, what it is amazing, you've thought about this before. Oh, yeah. It's been thought about. <laughs> All right, so just to wrap up this thought, who plays your love interest in the film? Who plays my love interest in the film? Yeah, and would you, okay, and would you have a nude scene with her since you're already comfortable being nude on camera? Well, I'd probably have Jennifer Lawrence play it. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. All Jennifer right. Lawrence, that's my, that's there my you crush. Have it, everybody. That's my Hollywood crush. Coming right soon there. to a theater n- near you. One last shot at glory, starring. Directed by and written by Matthew Panashik with Jennifer Lawrence. Beautiful. It's uh, 818. We will get back to more of a uh, reality sports focus with Matt Salmon from the Tampa Bay Lightning when we continue on. I'm rattled now. Continue on Insight. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Gen. All right, get a look at the Eskimos uniforms for the upcoming season and some other big announcements about uh, entertainment, game day experience, all that kind of stuff. You can go to 630ched.com. Some of the highlights, Flow Rider playing July 23rd, halftime when the Eskimos take on Hamilton. The Tackle Hunger Game July 8th against the Rough Riders. Uh, the Riders are also in town on August 26th. That will be Armed Forces Appreciation Night. The... Stadium's going to look different. They'll have an LED ring around the facing of the upper deck. The Wall of Honor names are being taken off that part of the stadium and moved to field level. Then plus on the concourse, there will be banners hung, one for each of the 30 Wall of Honor members. They had the gizmo one on display there today. Inside Sports on 630 Chad. My name is Reed Wilkins. Really uh, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Uh... One texter says, so Matthew Panashik is now the Ron Jeremy of 630, Ched. Might be a bit of a stretch. Uh, Tony says, stretch, so to speak. Tony says, is this what we have to look forward to over the summer? That is from Tony. Uh, well, sometimes, Tony. So, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it gets odd. I, I can't I can't deny that. Not just in the summertime. Uh this texter says, Reed, I have a movie for you. A wild radio personality comes in and flips the station on its head. Ratings through the roof. It's called Good Morning Edmonton. That is from Curtis in Maidstone, Saskatchewan. Great town. 
Uh, is that not the, no, it's Marshall that Braden Holtby of the Washington Capitals is from. I think he was born in Lloydminster, but his official hometown is uh, actually Marshall, Saskatchewan. When I worked in Lloydminster, got familiar with all the small Saskatchewan towns in the area. You got Maidstone, Lashburn, uh, St. Walberg. On the Alberta side, you got Kitscotty, Dewberry, Paradise, uh, no, Paradise Hill, I think, is in Alberta. No, did I mix that up? There's a Paradise Hill and a Paradise Valley. And one's in Saskatchewan and one's in Alberta. And I used to know which is which, and now I forgot. Oh, Turtle Ford, Saskatchewan. Can't forget about Turtle Ford. Awesome stuff. Macklin, home of the World Bunnock Championship every August long weekend. Yeah. Well, uh, another bummer of a Game 7. Logan Couture unassisted 36 seconds into the second period. Now there's 9.15 left in the second frame. It is 3-0 for San Jose over Nashville. The shot's 27 in favor of the Sharks. The NBA game, not that close either. Oklahoma City up 94-77 on San Antonio. Eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. There you have it. Um, Raptors will play tomorrow night, right, against the Miami Heat. They'll try to win that series in six. This show will be preempted tomorrow for an actual true-to-life hockey game between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Our coverage will start at 6. We will bring you each and every NHL conference final game on 6.30, Chad, and every game in the Stanley Cup final, which means I will go into temporary hibernation. It's like being frozen in carbonite. All right, what are we going to do in the last uh, half hour? Oh, by the way, this portion of the show brought to you by Action Furnace, home of the fixed right or its free guarantee, actionfurnace.ca. Why don't we preview the Eastern Conference Final with Matt Salmon, who covers the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's always a good guest to have on the show. You can keep texting 630-630. The phone number 780-496-0063. Thank you for this texture. Paradise Hills, Saskatchewan, Paradise Valley, Alberta. I can't believe I forgot that. I, I honestly feel awful. I am hoping to go to Lloydminster next week to watch a game in the RBC Cup since I'll likely have some uh, nights off with the conference final. Can't wait to go back to the border city. Inside Sports on 630, Chad. We got a break for the news, then we're back with Matt Salmon. This is Taylor Hall from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Ched. Taylor Hall with two goals today for Canada. He scored in every game at Worlds. Canada beats Germany 5-2. Cam Talbot, the winning goaltender with 17 saves. Connor McDavid had an assist. Very vital to uh, Canada coming alive in the third period. It was 2-2 after two. Canada wins it 5-2. The Eskimo Show will be on Sunday at 4. Morley Scott will be hosting that. He'll have a whole bunch with Eskimo's president and CEO, Len Rhodes. whole bunch of stuff rolled out this afternoon. 
changes to the uniforms. I mentioned Wall of Honor announcing some of the acts. Gord Bamford's going to be playing the preseason game. Flow Riders here on July 23rd against uh, Hamilton. A lot going on with the green and gold as they go after another great cup. Um, tonight at Commonwealth Stadium, I saw some pictures on Twitter. Odell Willis was taking on fans on the Xbox playing Madden. I, b- I believe least I think it went from 6 to 8. I, I think Odell might have finished undefeated. I didn't see anything that indicated he didn't. Odell Willis strikes me at the the type of guy who would probably be very good at video games and would probably be very vocal while playing a video game, as he is while playing an actual game of football. Important player for the green and gold. Uh, Reed Wilkins with you. Matthew Panashik on the other side of the window. I forgot to mention Cutknife, Saskatchewan, another beautiful small town. We could really go on forever. Uh, what's the uh, tiny little town right outside of Lloyd? Blackfoot. Yeah, it goes, if, if you're driving to Lloyd, it goes Kitscotty, uh, Blackfoot, and then uh, Lloyd. You know what? You know what? I got to say, Manville, Alberta. Beautiful golf course, Matthew. You ever played there? No. Manville is a wonderful golf course. The Vermilion River winds through the golf course, and when you stand on the first tee, you're looking down on the valley to the river, and that's where the golf course is. So it's, it's absolutely stunning. You stand on the first tee, and you can see the entire golf course. Manville is great. I always enjoyed the, uh, the Lashburn golf course as well on the Saskatchewan side. Uh, and I am playing my first round of golf of the season tomorrow. I'm going out to Devon to play. And uh, here's what I tell you, Matthew. I, I don't expect that my golf skills improved over the winter. I don't think I'm going to magically pick up the club for the first time in months and be better. Have you played yet? No, I haven't. Not here in Edmonton. Well, I played back in January, but that was it. When, played where in were you Hawaii? Yep. Yeah. Played okay. Played in the mid-90s. So. Well, you're a good player. Well, I could shoot in the 80s if I want to, but I just don't play enough. So. Well, but, but that's the thing for the quote-unquote average person. Yeah. Yeah, we'd, we'd all be better if we played more, but most of us don't have the time and or the money. Here's a question for you. Here, here's a, and I, I've, I've kind of touched on this before. What would you agree or disagree, Matthew? Eighteen holes is too many for the recreational golfer. Uh, disagree, I'd say. You say you say you're fine with eighteen. Fine with eighteen. It's a good number. I think, and people have pitched this. Uh, I, I think a round of golf should be twelve holes. To me, that's the perfect number because, first of all, the t- the time that it takes to play 18, right? It, it it it's it's four to five hours if you go on a weekend, right? Yep. You're you're there's more time waiting than playing. And I've always found, by hole 14, 15, you're kind of feeling like, okay, that's probably enough. That that's how I feel about. It. I think that I I think a round of golf, a golf course for the recreational everyday. Duffer that's going out there and playing should be 12 holes. I think 18 is too many. I really feel that way. I just think it'd be more fun, take up less time of your day. You know, you wouldn't feel like it's you're out there for so long. I don't know. I'm fine with 12 holes. Well, I mean, for you guys, I guess, but I, I just think 18 is a good number. That's all. It it, it just. It's, you got to have an even number. So you, what, are you gonna, what are you going to do, Reed? Have six holes on the front nine and six holes on the back no, nine? No, there or? would be no front or front back. back you would always play 12. You would always play 12. So there's 12, 12 just holes, scorecards. 12 holes. Courses are 12 holes. And you go out and play all 12, and then you're done. 
it's a three-hour round, right? I guess so. But some golfers would argue, Reed, though, that if they play nine holes and shoot really good, and they only they were only scheduled to play nine holes, they're like, oh darn, I wish I would have played the back nine because I was playing good. So you have those rounds too, right? It depends how you're playing on the day, I guess. That you, you, you get how many holes you want to play. Fair enough. I, I just I just think that the sport and Gary Player said this last summer because he blasted the the U.S. Open site, Chambers Bay, and a lot of people have. I just read Steve Williams' book, former caddy for Tiger Woods, and he went on to Adam Scott. And you know he said that the the Chambers Bay course was was garbage. The one guy who defended the U.S. Open being at Chambers Bay was on this show, Richard Zokel. He's now with Predator Ridge, the head pro, head pro at Predator Ridge, in in BC. But Gary Players said, you know, this the course was too gimmicky. And he said for the recreation, he said no recreational golfer could go on Chambers Bay and have fun because it's just too wild and too difficult and he said we got to build courses for recreational golfers and Gary Player floated the 12 he said 12 or 14 holes is enough you don't need to play 18 anyway uh, Gordon St. Albert says I agree 100% 12 holes is perfect Dean says I agree by the 14th hole I'm fading and my swing starts to fall apart another texter says we'll just play 9 holes a couple other guys say we'll just play 9 you know, if you don't want to play 18, just play 9. Why do you have to go go with 12? But I think you're right. 9's not quite enough if you're playing well. You feel like you want to keep going. But I think for, I don't, I don't want to say necessarily a lot of people, but a couple people have texted in saying kind of once you get to 14, 15, you sort of feel like you've golfed enough. Uh, another texter says, Reed just wants to get his score into the 90s. That's actually a fair comment. If I break 100, I've had a heck of a round. I'm not, I'm, I'm not good. I don't, I don't pretend at all to be a good player. I have broken 100, but it hasn't happened. I have never, I have never broken 90 on a full 18-hole course. Absolutely not. Uh, and I think my lowest nine-hole score is probably still back on the beautiful Pembina Valley Golf Club just north of Evansburg. I shot a 41 for nine holes once. I think I was like 17. So, you're right. and then your scores would be lower if you played 12. Yeah, it would. That's for sure. <laughs> I guess the the perspective would change. But again, 12 holes, two par fives, two par threes, eight par fours. Go out there. You're done in three hours. You're not arranging your whole day around it. It's, it's, it's you know, more of a, a half-day thing or a segment of your day. I don't know. I, maybe I'll, if I win the lottery, I will... Um, I will build a 12-hole golf course, and we'll have all the inside sports listeners out to play it to open it up. How's that? 841, Matt Salmon from Tampa when we get back. You're listening to 630Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Inside Sports will have Game 1 between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Pittsburgh Penguins in the Eastern Conference Final. Matt Salmon is the host of the Tampa Bay Lightning radio broadcast. Matt, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Reed. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, well, it's good to talk to you. And i got to admit, I, I thought, Matt, I, I thought to myself, I'm probably going to be talking to Matt Salmon in the second or third week of May uh, doing a post-mortem on the Tampa Bay season. Because i got to be honest with you, I picked the Islanders to win this series. And, uh, oh, my goodness, was I ever wrong. 
You know, if you told me back in December we would be having a postmortem in May, I'd be impressed that the team even got to May, uh, the way that things were going at the start of the season. But you know what, Reed? It's funny you mentioned the Islander series. Uh, I can compare it to the Red Wings series. I can compare it to this upcoming series with Pittsburgh. You know, Detroit and New York, I thought that that series would go six or seven games. Either team would be good enough to win, yet the Lightning taking care of business in each round in five. And you look at this upcoming series, you can make an argument for the Lightning or Penguins to drag this out to six, seven games. Either team could win it, or either team could sweep the other. So, you know, we'll, we'll gladly take the, the experience thus far. I think without a doubt the Penguins offered the toughest uh, opposition uh, in the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, there, there were some thoughts that the Islanders, who had the Lightning's number not just this season, but especially on the road the last six or seven years, uh, they were going to be a little too much for the Lightning. But the Lightning bent often but did not break, fortunately. You know, it, it's it's funny, and, and I know this, this team has some, you know, high draft picks on it, and uh, and the coach has, has done a great job, and we want to talk about all that, but there's never been a team that has won the Stanley Cup, and I know the Lightning still got some work to do, but there's never been a team who has won the Stanley Cup without, at the very least, above-average goaltending and often uh, off excellent goaltending. I mean, what a turning point a few summers ago when the Lightning were able to be the team that got Ben Bishop. Yeah, that uh, deal, Ben Bishop for Corey Conacher, is looking really, really, really good <laughs> right now. Uh, Conacher, I think, is still playing overseas in, in Switzerland or uh, you know, some, some European league. I, I don't know which team he's with now. And, and I remember when the trade was done, uh, so a lot of fans were upset because Conacher very quickly became a fan favorite. He was feisty. He was speedy. He almost looked like the next reincarnation of Marty St. Louis. But, you know, as, as we know, the Lightning entire system was loaded with undrafted, undersized, speedy forwards, particularly centers. So Steve Eisman, realizing that you have to give up something to get something in return, figured uh, might as well move a hot piece now because he felt that guys like Tyler Johnson and Andre Pilat and uh, you know, other guys like that were, were ready to, to make the move up. Yeah, Bish has just been an incredible. And certainly throughout the regular season, I was joking about if you told me in November or December we'd be at the conference final, I'd be shocked. Uh, it was simply because of Ben Bishop giving this team a chance to win night in and night out. And they often lost a lot of games where he allowed two or fewer goals because they just could not play in the back of the net for the longest of times. But like you said, if you're going to be a cup champion or a cup contender, then you have to have some solid goaltending not only as your starter, but uh, certainly somebody you feel comfortable with uh, as your backup. And, uh, you know, Bish has been carrying the mail here. I think he's done an outstanding job. And much like in those tough times in November and December where the Lightning just couldn't find itself, I think you really saw it in the uh, Islander series where especially games three and four, uh, the Lightning had no business hanging around in either of those games the way the Islanders were playing, yet they still pulled out overtime wins. Uh, you know, in the Detroit series, Ben set the tone by shutting out the Red Wings in each of the first period and, you know, each of the five games. And uh, this time around, he was able to help that team, like I said, bend but not break. And they're certainly going to need that with Pittsburgh, especially with the depth that the Penguins bring to the table. Matt Salmon joining us on Inside Sports, radio host for the Tampa Bay Lightning. The, the the soap opera surrounding this team with Jonathan Drew in this year, 
to it looking like the relationship was fractured beyond repair and then now he has uh, nine points in ten playoff games. Not bad. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> how do you how do you summarize this journey and and the state of the relationship right now? Well, the state of it now is everybody's happy because everybody's helping one another. Jonathan, of course, uh, has been a big key to the team's success and has you know certainly raised his stock value over the last few weeks. And the team, of course, is grateful that Jonathan's uh, been able to do what he's done because I don't know if the team makes it past the first round against Detroit if Duran did not have the uh, outstanding series that he had. Cooled off a little bit in the Islander series, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know how far this team goes without his line in particular and his work on the power play, uh, especially in game four against Detroit coming through. So the short-term picture is everybody's happy. Long-term picture, I don't know where it goes, but clearly uh, the Lightning find value in this young man, as they should. That's why they drafted him third overall just a few years back. And hopefully being around a team that is successful, that has proven that that it can go deep year after year now, uh, but also being around some guys that welcomed him back. I'm not going to say that the locker room is 100% harmonious uh, with what happened with him earlier, but the guys wanted him back. They didn't want him making mistakes and, and ruining his career at the age of 21. So you're wanted. And it's not just wanted by a team going, hey, this guy could help us win. You're wanted by the guys who are going to be in the trenches with you, the guys you travel with, the guys that you're practicing with every day. And that's got to be a good thing. I think the key to that whole situation, and this goes all the way back to November when Duran was making the uh, trade request, that is Steve Eiserman never, ever, ever, at least publicly, said, to hell with him, we don't need him. He always said, the door is always open. And by keeping that attitude and keeping that position, when Drouin didn't get traded at the trade deadline, and I think he finally had a real come-to-Jesus meeting there uh, with himself, maybe with some advisors, he, you know, give him credit. He picked up the phone, called Steve Eiserman, and said, what do I need to do to come back? And, you know, Steve didn't say Neil to Zod and, you know, make him, you know, grovel over. He just said, report to Syracuse, do your thing, and, and your opportunity will come. And thankfully for Drew in, you never want injuries on a team, but there were just so many injuries at the end of the regular season. He got called up. He got his chance. He continued his hot play from Syracuse. And the team certainly hopes that he can contribute in this round and hopefully beyond. All right, and Matt, before I, I let you go, uh, Strawman and Stam—I mean, you, you referenced the injuries. Strawman and, and and Stamkos. I mean, the 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 deeper they go, people sit there and say, "Well, there's more chance they're they're coming back." Where, where are these two guys at? I think Strawman is a lot closer than Stamkos. Strawman's been skating; he's been taking part in drills, and uh, he hasn't really taken part in contact drills, and that makes me wonder if he's ready for Game One. But I would imagine if he's not ready for game one, probably game two or three of this series. And the team will definitely need him, especially because if you look at how Pittsburgh has been scoring goals in their previous series, they're uh, not only scoring on the rush, but really, uh, you know, causing havoc right outside the crease. And a guy like Anton Strawman can uh, certainly calm things down in that zone. So Strawman, I would say, is 
possible for tomorrow night. Uh, certainly, like I said, by next week, I would think so. I think JT Brown may be back in time for tomorrow night. Uh, he's a guy that brings energy and can certainly help some of the uh, you know third and fourth line guys pick up the pace a little bit. But going back to Stamkos, personally, I think you're still weeks away from seeing him come back. I know he's been practicing. He's been traveling with the team. He's still wearing the no-contact jersey. When you're talking about uh, the thoracic outlet syndrome like he has, you're talking, you know, a couple of months, not a couple of weeks. So, you know, he underwent that procedure, was it about a month ago? Uh, if you look at Andre Vasilevsky, who had the same thing during the off season, uh, it was about a two-month recovery for him. So you're probably still looking at early June, the earliest. Uh, I'm no doctor, but uh, I, I still don't think that his return is imminent. Still a little ways down the road. Right. Well, amazing what the uh, Lightning have done this spring without them. Matt, thanks so much for your time. Another uh, another deep playoff run for you and the Lightning. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks again for having me on, Reed. Anytime. Always good to talk to Matt Salmon out of Tampa Bay. Inside Sports presented by Action Furnace, home of the fixed right or its free guarantee. Visit actionfurnace.ca. Had a uh, texter saying, wasn't golf originally 12 holes, then somebody made it 18? And I wrote back and I said, I think it was originally 22. Well, it was kind of 12. Here's what it was. Uh, the old course at St. Andrews had 12 holes, but 10 of them were played over the same set of fairways, both out and back. So you played 22 holes per round. Two of the holes were played once. The other 10 holes were played twice each per round in each direction for a total of 22. In 1764, the old course's first four holes were combined into two, uh, and then the uh, round of golf was the 18 holes, and that's what they've uh, come up with. All right. Have we solved that, Matthew Panashik? Sounds like it, sir. <laughs> All right. I'm glad you're so agreeable. Okay, uh, final look at the scoreboard here. It's I, I've kind of stopped watching the hockey game. It's 3-0 for San Jose leading Nashville after two periods in Game 7. The shots are 23-8 for the Sharks. Oklahoma City eliminates San Antonio 113-99. Oklahoma City gets Golden State in the next round. So the Spurs, I thought they had a chance to beat Golden State, but they're not even going to get the chance to have a chance, if that makes any sense. Jason Day leads the Players' Championship by two. Canada beat Germany 5-2 at the Worlds. Taylor Hall scored twice. The Blue Jays play Texas tomorrow. Go to 630Ched.com to get all the Eskimo stuff that they unveiled today. Man, there was a lot. Want to thank our guests this evening. Besides from uh, Matt Salmon, you heard from Jonathan Torrens. He'd been playing J-Rock on the Trailer Park Boys, though he is moving on from that role. Mike Heike from the Dallas Morning News. Kelly Rudy from the NHL on Rogers. Here it is. Last show of the week. Might be the last inside sports for a while. We are bringing you the NHL Conference Finals. Tomorrow at 6, Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh. Sunday at 6, likely San Jose at St. Louis. Uh, then Monday, Game 2 of the East Final. And then the uh, days will alternate after that. They're just going to miss a game on Saturday. Matthew Panashik has done a great job as your studio operator tonight. Dave Campbell, currently on holidays, is the producer of the show. Thanks to everybody who called and texted. This was a fun one tonight. You can keep in touch with me on Twitter during the break here. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for listening. Just grab your hat and come travel like that's old style. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home. 
630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.